Welcome to the Successful Farming Podcast. I'm Jody Henke. This podcast is brought to you by Kloss. If you're looking to get more out of your harvesting operation, there's no brighter solution than the all-new Lexion Combine. Soil compaction. It's an issue for most every crop producer at some point. Joining me today is Jody DeYoung-Hughes, a regional extension educator at the University of Minnesota. And by golly, she's got a great name, even spells it the same, but on to soil compaction. My first question is, Jody, how does it even happen? What elements need to be in place for soil to become compacted as hard as a rock? Well, there's a lot of factors, but the biggest thing is carrying something heavy onto a soil that has some moisture in it. That will be the most detrimental time that would cause compaction. And what you do is you end up reducing the pore space in your soil. When the pore space is reduced, how far down does it go? Is it a few inches, a few feet? Well, actually, there's studies that show that the soil compaction with very heavy equipment, so things over 40 ton and axle load, can affect the soil down to four feet. Most of the time, you'll see it in the top two feet. I always can find wheel traffic when I go out to a field and you cut away four rows of corn. I can almost always find wheel traffic. It's a U-shape and it will be about 15 inches deep. How does it happen? The soil just can't bear the weight of what's on top of it. So there's a load-bearing capacity of soil. And the more structured a soil is, the higher that load-bearing capacity is. Because those little aggregates in the soil, they act like mini columns and they help hold up the weight of equipment. The other thing that can help is by having residue on top or cover crops and the cover crops roots. All of this can help hold up a weight of equipment. So if you can build the soil health, build the soil structure by keeping more residue on top of the surface and by including cover crops where you can, you can greatly diminish the effect of compaction, of the weight that's on that soil. Let's talk about the weight and the equipment that's on the soil. How do you prepare your equipment to have the least effect on compaction as you're going through the field? There's two ways that a farmer can manage his equipment. One is by looking at the axle loads, and the other is looking at the pressure of his tires. And so the axle load, we'd like to keep around 10 ton an axle load because that keeps the compaction in the top 10, 12 inches where you can still manage it. Once it goes below that, we're very limited on what kind of equipment we can use to till that compaction back out. And then with the PSI, if you can get your tires down to properly down to 10 PSI, that again, keeps that intensity of compaction in the top, you know, about foot. Talk about tracks on equipment as compared to tires. How do they differ when it comes to compaction? Well, tracks and tires both have their benefits. The way that you measure how much compaction a tire is putting down is you look at what you inflated it to. So if it's inflated to 10 PSI, it's putting down 11 or 12 pounds per square inch onto that soil. And then the intensity goes less and less as it goes into the soil. So let's say right at the surface, it would be at 12 and you're three inches down, it would be at nine and so on. A track, what you would do is you calculate the size of the track, so the width and the length, and you divide that out with the weight of the equipment, and that will give you an average PSI. So tracks, overall, they're at four to about seven PSI. They really do spread out that load. But if you just looked at that number, that's not telling the whole story. You need to look at that track. So there's tracks that are three feet wide, 
and they'll have a two foot carriage inside of it. So that's not carrying the weight the same way. You have six inches of track hanging off of that carriage on each side. They do carry weight because it's a heavy duty rubber track, but it's not going to be the same as what's directly underneath that carriage. Then there's also pressure points in a track where the bogey wheels are. They can actually put down, say, up to about 15 PSI into the soil. There's studies out there that show that if you have properly inflated tires that are supposed to be around 10 PSI, they actually do better than a a three-foot track that is at four PSI. They put down less pressure onto the soil. Now, if you take that same tire and you overinflate it to 24 PSI, it is definitely worse than the tracks. And that's the thing with tires. They can operate really well, or if you're not paying attention to the, what you have them inflated to, they can be very compactive. And with the track, it's set. You don't need to go out and inflate it. You don't need to go change it and check on it. What about soil moisture as you're going through the field? How does that impact compaction? Well, the wetter the soil, the more compaction you can have. And there's a whole extreme. That's why it's really hard to say how how much effect a compaction will have on your yield and root growth. So when you have a dry soil, there's no moisture in it, and you can actually drive pretty heavy equipment on it and have no effect onto that soil. It won't deform. As you add more moisture, the soil deforms more and more. It can move more and more. And water acts like a lubricant, so it helps things slide on top of each other. And you can get all the way to the site of being saturated where all the pore spaces in the soil are filled with water. And that isn't really compaction that you're causing. You're causing ruts and deformation and smearing and a lot of other things. But technically, it's not compaction, but it's still you know, horrific. The worst time to compact a soil is when you're at field capacity. And field capacity is that time like you get a really good rain out there and it's about three days later and you can go on to the field and it seems fit to be out there is actually the worst time to compact the soil. I think it's Mother Nature's cruel joke. You know, huh? you can get out there, but you're causing damage. So then how many days after a rain do you generally tell people to wait to go out onto the field or does it depend on the soil type? It matters by soil type and also the condition of that soil. So if you have a soil that doesn't drain very easily, and that's a lot of our clays, it will take you longer to get out there. And if you have better soil structure, that helps the water wick down into the soil a lot faster. So the soil's not as wet, sopping, and you can get into that field quicker too. So soil structure works on a couple of different ways. One, those aggregates help hold up the weight of equipment. And two, They also let water infiltrate into that soil quicker so that you don't have ponding on top of the soil. So the better structured your soil is, the earlier you'll be able to get out there. Traffic patterns are very important when you're out in the field. When we come back, we'll talk about ways to get through the field with the minimal amount of compaction. Stay tuned. Kloss products are an engineered mix of efficiency, precision, convenience, and reliability, all in the same package. But they aren't for everyone. They're for those who know the numbers that drive their operation and are interested in making them even better. They're for those with a plan. If you plan to get more out of your farming operation, take a closer look at Kloss for brighter solutions and better results. Contact your Kloss dealer today. It makes a huge difference when you have a lot of equipment driving out into a field and trying to avoid compacting as much soil as you can. Jody, tell us about controlled traffic and how people can make the best use of that. 
When you're taking out your equipment and you're doing tillage and planting and spraying and combining and running grain carts out there and a couple more passes of tillage, you can actually traffic about 85% of the soil out there. So what controlled traffic is, is that you line up your equipment so it all works on just a couple of tracks out there that your sprayer, your combine, your tractor, the outside duels would match up with the combine and everything would be in just one set of tracks every 30 feet or 60 feet, depending what you can line it up on. The reasoning behind this is because 80% or almost 80% of all the compaction happens on the first pass. So when you're running those grain carts and all the other different equipment out there in different patterns, you're creating 80% compaction in all those areas. Now, when you line them all up, then you're just doing 80% compaction in one pass and you're leaving the rest of the field free from compaction. The areas that have the compaction then, is this something you want to keep year after year or do you spread it out over time to different areas? No, you do use it year after year. You pretty much turn them into roads and uh, nothing grows in them either. They do need to be maintained a little bit because they can become more of a rut and there are pieces of equipment that just kind of flip soil into there so that you can keep these roads going. Now, if you're going to do deep tillage at an angle to them every year, if you go out there with a disc ripper or a chisel plow, you're taking that hardened soil where you were driving and throwing it to the side. So control traffic works best if you're going to start strip tilling or no tilling. And what kind of tillage do you recommend to break up a compacted area? Well, one, you need to know how deep that compaction is. And also, it's not going to be across the entire field. The things that affect the soil the most would be your grain carts and your combines. And if you think of a combine as it's going across the field, it's empty at one end and then it fills up as you go across. So it has more weight and more compaction at that time. And the low-lying areas tend to get compacted a little bit more as well. So you want to know where this compaction is. And remember, structure is extremely important in helping with compaction. So the more tillage you do, the more structure you'll break up. And I'm saying all this so that you don't go out and treat the whole field the same. You don't need to. If you take a straight line ripper, they go about 20 inches in the soil. It will take you 30 to 50 horsepower per shank to pull that. And that costs money. So you want to know where to use it and where it's going to be most effective. And if you take it out there, find out how deep that compaction really goes. You don't want to take a 20-inch shank out there for an 8-inch problem. So you can take a tile probe. You can go out with a soil, you know, soil probe, even just a, gosh, try hanger if you want, and poke it into the soil and find out where that hard layer seems to be. And then you want to set that shank only an inch or two below it. So if you have an eight-inch problem, you'll set the shank at nine or ten inches. And one, that's less draft, that's less uh, fuel and time to get across that field and take care of the problem, plus not create a bigger problem by going 20 inches. Remember, you'll destroy the structure down to 20 inches, setting yourself up for a deeper compaction problem. Why should we even care about compaction? We'll talk about that right after this. Kloss products are an engineered mix of efficiency, precision, convenience, and reliability, all in the same package. But they aren't for everyone. They're for those who know the numbers that drive their operation and are interested in making them even better. They're for those with a plan. 
If you plan to get more out of your farming operation, take a closer look at Kloss for brighter solutions and better results. Contact your Kloss dealer today. Jody, why should we care about compaction? Why should a producer be careful to prevent it? First of all, when you compact the soil, you have lower water infiltration and you lose that pore space in the soil. That pore space holds water and air. Now, when you compact a soil, you lose the air. You can't squish out water. So you lose that air. And then the soil becomes wetter. And when the soil is wetter, it takes a lot longer to dry. And you also are more prone to diseases. And because you don't have good pore space, it's harder for roots to penetrate through that soil. And so you get less root growth, less nutrient uptake. And all of this can affect yield. Now, depending on the circumstances out there, you can have no loss of yield all the way up to 60%. And the thing about compaction is it hangs around year after year after year. There was a study by ARS in both Lamberton and Wasika, Minnesota. They went in there with 20 ton and axle load to compact the soil in the fall. In Lamberton, the soil was really quite dry and they saw no yield effect. And so that study was terminated. But in Wasika, the soil was at field capacity and they saw a 30% yield decrease the next year. Over the next five years, it kind of went back up to the non-compacted plots, but they kept going on this field. And what they found out is in years that they had either really dry weather or really wet weather, where the crop was stressed, compaction kind of reared its ugly head and just added another stressor to that plant and decreased the yield. Now, this was a one-time compaction event. They did it once, and every year after that, they only used five ton and axle load. So it was only a one-time shot of 20 ton and axle load. And for 13 years, when it got really wet or really dry, they still saw the effects of that. So it's something that's out there every year. And it may be just natural background noise that we don't even realize is affecting our yields. We can actually you know, do a lot of good things by building our soil structure, our soil health, by in including more rooting structures and build that soil so it's more resilient towards heavy equipment. Are there any other tips you'd like to pass along to our listeners? Well, you know, again, wait a couple of days if you can before you go out onto that field when it's wet. When you look at that, you can lose up to 60% of your yield in the tire tracks versus waiting a couple of days, maybe it's worth it. That's you know going to be a personal choice. The other thing is look at the PSI of your tires, check them frequently, and also try to lower your axle loads if possible. Another axle on a grain cart would help a lot to distribute that weight better. And if you need more information on compaction, you can look up my name and U of M and compaction videos. We have four videos there. And we also have some compaction articles that will be coming out very soon. Excellent. Thank you, Jody DeYoung-Hughes, for joining us today. This podcast was brought to you by Kloss. If you're looking to get more out of your harvesting operation, there's no brighter solution than the all-new Lexion Combine. Thank you for listening. For Successful Farming, I'm Jody Henke.